Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Joshua, I, I did you a little bit of a disservice by saving this to be our second topic because this is something you've been itching for, for what, six years? Before all your children were born, there was the hope that Reuben Foster would one day be on the Miami Dolphins. And Joshua, those those hopes haven't disappeared quite yet. Yeah, man, I was telling you the story. I, I, the only NFL draft I've ever been to was in Philly 2017. I did get a witness Patrick Mahomes get drafted, Deshaun Watson for whatever that's worth. But I was sitting there in the crowd, man, and every single team that would go to that draft, you know, Roger Goodell would go to the mic. I was just hoping and praying it was not Reuben Foster's name. And I sat there through 21 picks and I'm sitting there recording, waiting to hear Reuben Foster's name. And they drafted Charlie Harris. And that was just, uh, you know, a dagger to the heart. I mean, Charles Harris had the better career so far, but yeah, man, I've been waiting for Reuben Foster. I was Photoshopping things in his mouth to try to get him to fall to the dolphins. I wanted him so bad because he was that thumper, that, you know, middle linebacker that I felt like the dolphins truly needed. And his rookie year, he played awesome AP defensive rookie of the year, I believe. And then after that, it all spiraled out of control, whether it be injuries or other things. Now we're hearing that he could, again, be linked to the Miami Dolphins. And I'm just sitting here getting giddy, thinking how all these players I once admired, uh, Taco Charlton, you can make fun of me if you want. That was a guy I really wanted for the Dolphins. They eventually got him. You know, now they could potentially eventually get Ruben Foster. What are your thoughts, Jake? And tell us about this report here, because I do not want to butcher that name either. So... Dolphins super fan, I apologize already, Chris Ciccone, he, he did all the hard work for us. He did what every reporter should do, just ask a question. Simply ask a question. So he went to Twitter, and he found Foster's agent, uh, Malki Kawa, and he basically asked, why not bring Ruben Foster to Miami? Why not bring him in for a tryout? This team could use a middle linebacker. Uh, Kawa's response was pretty simple. Sit tight. It's been in the works for a minute. Josh, you pounced on this report. It was by far the most viewed thing on the Finsider. I think two days in a row, it was lapping every other story. What went through your head, my friend? Yeah, he's been, credit Chris. I mean, he's been banging that drum for a long time, trying to get um, trying to get Reuben Foster to Miami. So, I mean, he's doing the Lord's work out there. But the first thing I thought was, okay, now it's real. Now this dream's finally going to come true. Um, and I could not believe how many hits it got on the Finsider. I mean, that goes back to our point, man. You never know what's going to, you know, get those clicks and things like that. So I don't know if Dolphin fans, I mean, you see it on Twitter. A lot of people are stuck stoked about this i mean i know a lot of us are looking at the guy who was coming out of college thinking that maybe this usfl standout's going to come into miami and be that middle you know that thing the dolphins need in the middle of that defense i mean i'm gonna be honest you gotta temper your expectations with this i mean he's only played 16 games throughout his career had again i talked about it um i don't know why i said talked like that talked about his rookie season 72 total tackles 13 um Seven tackles for loss, five quarterback hits. He was an AP defensive rookie of the year candidate then, and then everything kind of fell off. So um, he's doing very well in the USFL, but what does that really mean, Jake? I mean, those guys are all ones that, you know, hope to get on a roster, but we know the Dolphins haven't needed inside linebacker. Again, if he can come in and be a thumper, make a forge role in special teams, and then who knows what could happen with Vic Fangio. So I was pretty stoked to see this, and I'm excited to see the way fans seem to be picking it up because a lot of fans want Ruben Foster in Miami. 
Yeah, uh, after his stint with the 49ers, where he played in 16 games, as you mentioned, he joined the Washington Commanders, and he tore his ACL in 2019. That kind of derailed his NFL career. Uh, you mentioned it now playing with the Pittsburgh Maulers. And, man, if we kind of just put connect the dots, uh, there's an opportunity. If this is the direction that the Dolphins try to go in, and there's always a chance an agent – I mean, he didn't say yes, no. There could be a chance this is him just trying to work up some type of action to get him involved. And, hey, he got us – He's not going to catch and release us. We are, our the hook is in our mouths. We are not going anywhere. Um, you know, we heard that uh, Andrew Van Ginkle has been getting snaps inside, playing at inside linebacker. And then we have David Long Jr., who signed a two-year deal uh, from the Tennessee Titans. This offseason was not participating in drills during mandatory minicamp due to a tweak, according to Mike McDaniel. So I think that is probably the weakest link on this defense, Josh, is that middle linebacking group. And you look at a Vic Fangio defense, something that is a heavy, heavy zone defense that kind of goes by the mantra of see more, do more. It's a very reaction-based uh, defense that really tries to limit what offenses try to do. And when you're playing to react and not playing on instinct, again, Things could look totally different come uh, week one. But I don't know if Miami's defensive line is going to have such a great opportunity to be as strong as they were a year ago. So I think that's going to put a little extra emphasis on this linebacking group. How do you feel Foster would sit in with that mantra of see more, do more? When linebacker might have more of a challenge, they might even put be put into a position to maybe fail or look bad and just say, hey, make it work. Make it so it's a seven-yard gain instead of a 10-yard, 12-yard gain, things like that. Yeah, well, shout out to Chris because he uh, kind of broke down a little bit and said that, you know, Ruben Foster's been working a lot in coverage, getting better at that. So, I mean, when you think about what he was already capable of doing in the run game, I mean, we have a need there, right? I mean, Atlanta mm-hmm. Roberts is gone. I mean, I know a lot of us knew that there could be an upgrade there, but Atlanta Roberts was pretty damn good against the run. So to think that Ruben Foster was already that in that mold of a linebacker, that thumper, that guy that can, you know, hit those gaps and make those big hits and, and tackles. And then maybe he's even adding another element to his thing where he can drop back in coverage and zone defense and make plays there. Um, I think that it would be a nice fit. And again, I think that it really isn't going to hurt anybody, right? I mean, he's 53 tackles in the USFL, one interception. But again, these guys just want a chance to make an NFL roster and to be come into camp and compete. So um, we talked about a little bit before, Aubrey Miller, a guy, an undrafted acorn that could kind of fit a similar role. Why not bring in Ruben Foster, sign him to a, a, you know, a, it's going to be a team friendly deal and let him compete in camp and see if he can make the 53 man roster. Cause worst case, you know, he could even land on the practice squad and again, be another linebacker in what we consider probably the weakest unit on that defense, if not maybe the entire team. So um, yeah, I don't can't sit here and say for sure how he'd fit in Vic Fangio's defense, but I think um, he's definitely a guy that can come in and contribute and he wants to play, right? I mean, 29 years old, probably wants nothing more than to be that feel good comeback story. And I just looked and kind of was reminded he played at Alabama. So that's why a lot of these Dolphin fans, you know, a lot of the Alabama fans are now on board. So that's probably why a lot of these fans are truly banging the table for Ruben Foster, but I see no issue with it. Make it happen. And if it's not Miami, at least another team should give him a chance because he deserves it. Can you hear the garbage truck behind me? I can't. Perfect. All right. But Josh, I want to ask you either way. Um, when you watch his film, when you go back to Josh with the curly hair, uh, getting ready to go to the draft, what really like stood out? Was it when you were watching the film? I mean, I know it's so hard to view numbers on jerseys, but was there a way you could just tell where Ruben Foster was just by the way he was, I don't know, uh, just playing on the field, I guess? 
yeah, I mean, you're asking me to go back what six years and with my Dory brain, that's um, I mean, I should know what helped me, what made me stand out. But he was all over the field. I mean, he really was, and he was le- laying the wood and making those punishing hits, and he just looked like a difference maker in that defense. Um, I, I admittedly probably got caught in with a lot of the hype. I mean, he was arguably the number one linebacker in that draft class. And I think since then we still needed a linebacker, right? So um, yeah, man, he plays all over the field, like his hair is on fire. He leaves those punishing hits. And again, he's just that difference maker and he was a team captain. So um, I'm intrigued by it, man. If you stand out on paper, you know, if you can watch the film and you see Ruben Foster flashing in that Alabama defense, he's got to be pretty darn good, but we're so far removed from that. I haven't admittedly been able to watch many USFL games. I don't even know when the season ends, Jacob. I don't know if you do, but maybe the Dolphins even have to wait till that happens for you know them to officially sign him. But I think he can come in here and forge a role. And worst case scenario, you got an Landon Roberts, a thumper that can you know contribute perhaps on special teams, but lay the wood in the run game, which is going to be um, something the Miami Dolphins need. I don't want to sound like a, a little league coach here, but the key is that they try, right? Um, Benardrick McKinley last year. I mean, we the, the the love was in our eyes. We thought this was the guy that the Dolphins, he was going to be that linebacker to step in and be that guy. Um, there were rumors he was originally in the Laramie Tunsil deal. He finally comes to Miami. I don't think he makes it four days before he's cut in a deal with the tight or with the Texans. It was like trading Shaq Lawson in a sixth or a seventh. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but this is another opportunity to go out and try, right? A lot of these things aren't going to work, but I do think there's an opportunity for a linebacker to come in and just make a statement, make something out of an opportunity, especially, man, David Long already dealing with an injury. Jerome Baker, uh, this is all eyes are going to be on him for having a big impact year. You consider that the Dolphins are going to be, what, $30 million over the cap going into next year. He's going to be one of those guys. Will, will they, won't they keep him around? And you expect a big year from Baker, but there are opportunities for other linebackers. Josh, would you be, um, lack of better words, would you start to get queasy if they didn't add maybe a, a veteran or, or just somebody with a little experience to that linebacker group? Or do you think they can um, make do with Acorns and uh, David Long's one and a half hamstrings or whatever it is? Yeah, I mean, he brought up Bernard McKinney, and that made me realize maybe I should just step out and just not get excited <laughs> about linebackers. But I think it all comes down to David Long and his hamstrings. I mean, I was super stoked when I watched that tape. I mean, this was a guy that, again, was good in the run game, very good in coverage. I thought he was going to be a difference maker in that defense. So to hear he's already banged up, it definitely has me feeling queasy. So a lot of it would rely on whether or not he's healthy. I did go back and look, Jake, because, um, you know, again, it's been so long since the draft. Lance Zerline compared him to Bobby Wagner, and his overview was Foster is a vicious hitter with elite playmaking range and ability to toggle between 225 and 240. Athleticism gives him coverability that former teammate Reggie Ragland never possessed has Pro Bowl potential as a 3-4 inside linebacker or a 4-3 weak side linebacker, but concerns over his medical history. Then underneath it says alpha mentality with ferocious hitting style. So, um, yeah, man, again, he's a thumper, a guy that can do a little bit of everything and also has some coverage ability. So I don't know that I'd feel queasy unless David Long's hamstrings aren't better, but, again, I see no reason why you don't bring in – why you don't give Aaron uh, Foster a call, Ruben Foster a call, and, you know, make it happen. Why not Arian Foster too? get him back in for a round two? I, I, I hear what you're doing over there. I started spiraling. I hear the baby in the background. I started spiraling and Aaron Foster came to mind. Good times. 